Good evening, everyone. This is 88.5 FM WVOF in Fairfield, Connecticut. A beautiful Monday night here, the calm before the uh, alleged storm coming ahead of us. And uh, we are seven minutes after six o'clock. Really excited to speak to my next guest. He is a extremely talented musician, pianist, producer, and just testing all sorts of sounds with his uh, band configurations. He's an author, and he has just released on... Jamming Colors record label, the New Monk Trio. And my special guest today is Lauren DeWild, and uh, he's out in France, and he's been kind enough to chat with us before hitting bedtime. And uh, welcome to WVOF in the Upper Room with Joe Kelly. How you doing, Lauren? So- Beautiful. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, ça va? <laughs> ça va bien, merci. All right. So uh, you got to be excited about this release with uh, the New Monk Trio, and you, you have definitely been influenced heavily by Thelonious Monk, and first, give a brief background about the book that uh, you penned. Yeah, actually, the, uh, Monk came in my life through through uh, words more than music. Of course, I I uh, I listened to Monk uh, since I was like a teenager, and I always liked his music. But as a as an upcoming piano player and and a newcomer to the to New York City in the 80s uh the the pianists I had to study were uh Kenny Barron, Hank Jones, Chick Corea, McCoy Tyner, Herbie Hancock, all these guys that you're expected to be able to copy or sound a little you know a little bit like them and uh Thelonious Monk is such uh, a planet in himself uh that it it really sounded out of reach for for uh, practicing uh, uh, musicians, mm-hmm. and uh, I met this publisher, this French publisher. Who we we had dinner together. He was a friend of a friend's, and at the end of the dinner, he said, "Hey, man, you're the guy I was looking for to write a book about Thelonious Monk." I said, "What?" And he said, "Yeah, yeah, man. I'll give you an advance. I'm sure you do a fine job." So he gave me the advance. And uh, I started writing this, that book about Thelonious, and that's when I really started studying him and realized how how deep his his life, his work, his attitude, his his music, everything how how deep everything was in his life. And on top of that, he's he's a great uh, literature character. You know, because uh, you, you can you can go around in circles around him for your entire life without n- never really fig- figuring out who he is or what he has in the mind. It's uh, he's a very complex character, full of humor and gravity and and many different uh, opposites in one. And that's a great it's a great subject for reflection. So I wrote that book up around him and and took the opportunity to uh, uh, pass on a few uh, conceptions I had about jazz and how it is lived and what it is to be on the road and to have an agent and to to, to have a bad instrument, all that kind of stuff that musicians uh, live on an, on an everyday basis and that uh, on my very humble end, I shared with Thelonious and, and you know, uh, same same kind of uh, 
playing experience, and uh, I put all that in the book, and then it became the, the book became a success. It was translated in four languages, and and it did it did really well. And then Monk came as a ghost on my life because it was extremely hard for me to play some Monk tunes now that I had detailed uh-huh. the, the 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 extent of his genius, you know. Right. <laughs> and and I spent the last twenty years talking about that book. Um, you know, it was a very happy thing in my life because uh, people liked the book and and got back uh, to me and and expressed their their love for the music and how much they enjoyed uh, rediscovering Monk by reading my book and and understanding the music and the tunes and everything. So it was it was really a, a very good vibe. But on another hand, uh, it, it, he he was like yes the 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 the, the floating ghost in my life right the the absolute genius the guy the the guy nobody can compare can compare to right mm-hmm. and uh, people will, will regularly ask me so what are you going to do a monk record and I said oh man are you kidding I'm I'm not up to the task I mean for all the reasons I just said and and it was. Uh, it was the centennial of his uh, of his birthday uh, in October 1917, mm-hmm. uh, two, 2017. I mean, mm-hmm. and uh, he it, it was the opportunity for me to just just call on the ghost and 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 face him, you know, at last. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have had to, I would have had to wait for another hundred years, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I would be in, in, a, in a much worse shape, you know. Right, right. So uh, my special guest, the voice of Mr. Laurent DeWild, who's uh, out in France right now, where he makes his home. And uh, you can go to his website, Laurent DeWild. L-A-U-R-E-N-T-D-E-W-I-L-D-E dot com. Also, jamincolors.com, uh, your great record label, and you've been working together with them. And, uh, you know, let's uh, get into a track. Before I get into uh, one of the cuts from your New Monk Trio record, uh, I have to commend you on the liner notes, uh, bilingual and also um, some background on each track. And it's really, really a cool how you, you put it succinctly uh you know the making of the records particular songs so yeah thank yeah. you well i think it helps to to have a little uh insight on the tunes and how they were arranged fabricated or what they refer to i think uh it 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 helps listening to the music you know it tells you it tells you a few stories that you can cling on while listening to music right so the track we're going to listen to right now one of the classic the Lonely's Monk tracks, Round Midnight, done perfectly in the own style of the new Monk trio, Laurent DeWild. And uh, Laurent will come back, speak more with us here at WVOF 88.5. All right, another great take from the new Monk trio CD from our special guest, Laurent DeWild. And, uh, you know, you changed the uh, the rhythm on that particular cut, right? Uh, rhythm and, and changes, too. Uh, the chords are not uh, are different. It's funny because at the time, that tune was the epitome of sophistication, and it had it has a, a lot of changes, very complicated for the period. And uh, um, now everybody plays it, and I realize that the melody is extremely tonal. 
it's really uh, it expresses one single key uh, or almost with just one alteration and I said to myself wow so why don't we get rid of all those changes because now everybody can play them it's not it's not that that uh, new anymore and and bring out uh, to the light the fact that that melody is a very simple and and singing tonal melody that can that can last forever or just on just one groove mm, yeah and, and you've amazing uh, piano work on there now now for our musician uh fellow musician listeners out there what what did you work primarily on this record and what do you like to play live with oh we like to play the whole repertoire um i, I, I mean about your uh uh you know your piano Oh, oh, what what type of piano I yes, like to play? Yes. Oh, um, I love Steinways. Um, I, I won't spit on a good Fazioli, and I've I've dealt with a, a few Yamahas that were really exciting. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can hear all this on the latest CD from Loren De Wild, New Monk Trio. People can uh, pick up the CD through all, all the uh, online ports. I, I assume. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now you got a standout band, the trio, amazing musicians. You can see the the videos. Uh, you know, you can go on YouTube and uh, just put Lorenda Wild into the search and find videos with the band. Who who uh, collaborate on this? And I know they've been working with you for off and on for a few years. But tell me about yeah. more about the, the the cats in the band. Okay, so it's a regular trio with a, a, an upright bass and set of drums. So the bass player is Jerome Regard, mm-hmm. Regard, and um, he's he's uh, uh, he, unfortunately he's so good that he's working all the time. So uh, it's very hard to uh, just get the trio together. So we've got to book uh, gigs a long time in advance. And his, he's, he's, he has a very large scope of uh, expression. He plays a lot of he plays in, in a lot of different bands, either musical or or free jazz or regular swing. And he, he's got big ears, beautiful sense of time. He's a bass teacher in Lyon, mm-hmm. and uh, he teaches two uh, two days a week. And he's very serious about his instrument, intonation, rhythm, and I really, I really like him because he's very generous in his playing, and at the same time, extremely solid. And uh, our drummer is uh, Donald Contomanu. He's uh, Elizabeth Contomanu's uh, uh, older son. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elizabeth is a, is a beautiful jazz singer who lived in in New York for a while. And uh, he's um, he's in his uh, early thirties and extremely mature mature in the way he plays the drums. And one thing I like, and that doesn't reflect on on the album, is when he has a completely open solo. Um, I really I am really impressed by drummers who can build up a solo not out of just whacking the the the, uh, the skins you know and playing super fast and then super hip shit but just developing a, a single rhythmic or melodic idea and and make a, a full uh a concerto <laughs> you know out of it 
and he's one of these guys. So he's extremely musical, eyes, uh, eyes and ears, constantly open, and very graceful, very elegant, and uh, which is very nice. I can play with him in any kind of uh, situation, including playing into a church, which is a church as hell for drummers. <laughs> uh-huh. I must confess. You know, uh, and so uh, he can even play in churches, and and that's that's the, the ultimate note you can get. Wow! So, you, you and I must have... add that there was there was a fourth guy on the record. He's our sound engineer, mm-hmm. and uh, I think he did a wonderful yeah. work in in recording the trio. You know, you could hear. I was going to tell you that you can hear each instrument clearly. No, no, nothing's overriding each other. So, kudos to him for making it sound so great. Yeah, uh, he's he's an old friend of mine and and um, colleague. We had a band together. You know, um, he plays the computer too, okay. and I had I had a band with a piano, computer, and video. And he was uh, uh, basically he was uh, sampling me live and then treating and mistreating the sound. Uh, we were operating on Ableton Live, and uh, you know. Uh, uh, building up the music as we go along like this and he's an extremely versatile artist and sound engineer all right my special guests we're really enjoying talking with him loren the wild the new monk trio cd you got to pick this one up uh com. also jamandcolors.com loren's up there as so many other great artists as well so we got to get into uh Thelonious right now and let me ask you this you, you said the Thelonious had a favorite key what what is your favorite key if you want to disclose it <laughs> i have the same answer that uh herbie gave me okay i'm an f i'm an f kind of guy okay <laughs> but uh and i asked kenny Barron, and he shrugged and he said any key <laughs> so everybody got their answer and you said that Thelonious had a B flat right oh he was a B flat kind of guy that's the key he wrote all this blues in uh, and blues is where the home is right and home is a B flat for Thelonious and, and that's why I particularly like this this composition called Thelonious because it's a it's a constant repetition of B flats all right. This is uh, Lorenda Wild, the New Monk Trio. We'll come back and speak one final time with back here on WVF 88.5 FM, The Upper Room with Joe Kelly. Our special guest this evening, the great pianist, Mr. Lorenda Wild, the New Monk Trio CD. And uh, we were talking off air about different uh, festivals. And uh, I don't know if you could tell me what you told me off the air, but uh, we may get a chance to see you, right? Well, close enough if uh, if uh, your listeners can can come up to Montreal this summer because we're playing there on June twenty eighth at the Palais des Arts, and that's um, and I'll be doing a little conference on Thelonious Monk uh, life and work uh, right after the concert, and oh, okay. uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So, so you you mentioned so you're going to be with the, your trio, right? The new Monk trio, right. absolutely. Now, now you you mentioned you you played and and loved different venues like the Spectrum. Uh, tell us about some of your times up there at the Spectrum. Oh yes, I, I went to the the Montreal Jazz Festival quite a number of times, either in an acoustic setting or 
electric setting. I even remember playing uh, out on the big stage, like 10,000 people on the outside, mm -hmm. a very warm evening, beautiful, uh, with a, uh, a band I had that was called Organics at the time. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was pretty impressive, all, the, all those people, it's, it's, and, and so peaceful at the same time. I love the Montreal Jazz Festival because there's, it's the only place in the world where you can have so many people in the same place and absolutely no police. <laughs> yeah, that's true. People, yeah. people just behave. <laughs> and the next, the next morning, the the streets are clean as as ever. <laughs> yeah, how do they do that? <laughs> I, I have no idea. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I saw Mal Waldron and Max Roach um, when you're doing a show there, and and Mal Waldron, it was towards the end of of his career, but he was smoking cigarettes and uh, looking at his watch the whole time, like he had a a plane to catch. Okay. But it was a great show. Yeah. Yeah. So our listeners can go to LorenDeWild.com. And uh, you also, uh, you uh, perform with uh, Ray Lima, right? Absolutely. The Congolese uh, singer, guitarist, master percussionist, and piano player with whom I have a, a duo who recorded an album a couple of years ago. And we're, um, we, we're, Keep uh, we we keep on uh, uh, playing with that um, with that format, and it's a lot of fun because Ray Ray is the memory of uh, uh, Eastern African rhythm, mm -hmm. and he managed to uh, translate them in the in the language of the piano, which is. At the, the most un-African instrument you can think of, you know, right. and and he translated that on the piano and with just four fingers. And it's funny because when he plays, he he hardly moves. You know, you can. I'm when I'm playing with him, you know, I'm sitting across him with our two pianos between us. And I, I, <clears throat> if if I could only trust my eyes, I wouldn't think he's playing. You know, but with three or four fingers, he manages to <laughs> to play just this incredible rhythmic and harmonic figure that just wants to dance by itself, you know, it's so much fun. Yeah, always uh, you're involved in some great projects, and uh, let, let's um, before we get into the last track, I wanted to uh, touch upon when you came out here now you were born here in the States, but grew up uh, primarily in France, but you came out and uh, lived in New York for 10 years and went to school what, what was that like back in those times as, as a musician uh, growing up in the biz? Well, <clears throat> it was all brand new to me. It, it was it was a dream coming true. You know, when I was in France, I was doing studies in literature and philosophy, and it was definitely not not the track I wanted to take. But it kind of went that way, and uh, I, I just let it all go, and then said to myself, "Well, I'm going to live my dream and go to New York and learn how to play jazz." And for me, it was a beautiful experience. Uh, I, New York is such a great music school, you know. Uh, I, I met some very friendly people, some less friendly people. Mm -hmm. It's just like the way the world is. I, I learned a lot. It was during the... The, the, I would say the conservative revolution, you know, the, the, the Branford Marsalis and the Young Lions scene, you know, everything was getting really organized and, and classified and, and uh, not classified, I mean, uh, 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 uh,
itemized, you know, and 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 uh, the, the the record labels where we're presenting up and coming artists as this, the the real new thing, you know, it was it was booming. Right, right. <laughs> it was the it was the what was his name? Mayor Coach years. Oh yeah, Mayor Ed Koch. Yeah, Ed Koch. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nothing could go wrong. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. How am I doing? I think he used to say exactly. Right. So, so it was it was it was an error. Also, I remember it was an error uh, when people thought that Japan was taking over the planet and was buying America. Oh, I remember yeah, right. it, it yeah. was very funny, and right. I was working in the in this uh, Japanese studio in Manhattan that used to that, that used to make um, with. Um, uh, um, uh, what's the name of that uh, thing? You know, when you have the music and you sing the lyrics on oh, top of that karaoke. Uh, karaoke, right, right. right? The whole concept of karaoke was was coming up, and they had bought a couple of studios in Manhattan where they had teams, hundreds of musicians, busy copying to the T all the original. Tunes they wanted to that they had selected as uh, karaoke uh, songs, and there were there were thousands of songs on the list, and hundreds of musicians spending the whole day just imitating exactly what was on the original tape. And let me tell you that on the, on a few of those Motown records, you know, you never knew exactly who was on the studio and and who was playing the flute, and who, you know, you had to just hear it through the mix. And anyway, that was the, it was the years that that Japan ruled New York, but it, it was very short lived. Right, right. Just just uh, a great time, and uh, we're still an hour away from New York, so we. We we go in there not as frequently, and it's definitely changed. We we talked about it off air. I guess we're as you put it, we're get, we're getting older, and New York's getting older, right? Or maybe New York and we are getting older, <laughs> right? <That's> right. <laughs> now, now where you where you live in Paris? Um, tell us about the music scene um, for those of uh, for those of us who don't know. How, how's it been going, especially in, in the the type of music you and your bandmates play? Um. Well. Uh, it depends on who's answering. I will be answering the question since you're asking me. Right, right. I guess I guess uh, some musicians could say that it's not as poppin' as it used to be like 10 or 15 years ago, and it's true that a lot of clubs closed down, and there weren't that many that opened up since then. So the scene kind of shrank. But it's uh, it's very much alive. There are a lot of young and very gifted musicians who keep on coming up. Uh, Paris is is also a crossroad, a very unique crossroad for uh, many different musical influences. You know, there's a lot of Middle East, there's a lot of Africa, there's a lot of uh, Asia, there's a lot of America, there's a lot of South America, and it, the, the Paris mix is very special uh, in that respect. And that um, makes uh, crossovers very easy mm-hmm. and and that's very inspiring uh, as a musician you know because sometimes you get a little uh, cl- uh, walled in your own world and uh, Paris is definitely uh, a place where music has let's say less walls right right 
So so uh, you'll be performing uh, dates out, out there in France, and you can go to LorenDeWild.com and uh, also Montreal Jazz Festival, June 28th, Plaza Zart. You say it better than I do, but uh, I know where it is, downtown Montreal. You'll be there for uh, afterwards a, a symposium talking about Thelonious Monk with your new Monk Trio. Fantastic CD on Jamming Colors. Got to thank uh, Steph out there for doing a great job with uh, Jamming Colors. And uh, go to both websites. you got to pick up the new CD from Loren DeWild. And, and thanks, Loren, so much. You've been a great guest. My pleasure, Joe. Yeah, and for our listeners just popped in and just heard a, a little bit of the interview, we'll have it ar- archived at Upper Room with JoeKelly.com. In a few days, you can listen or download. And uh, thanks so much, Laurent. Merci beaucoup. My pleasure. All right, we're going to go out with uh, one more track off the record. This is Monk's Mix that you uh, put a bunch of different tracks together and, and just make it your own. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Laurent. Thank you.